Good luck, everybody. Today we're learning Shaftim Parak Yudbeis. In today's Parak, we're going to learn about the finale, the end of Yiftach's rule as a Shaifet. We're going to see there's a tragic story over here that Yiftach ends up fighting with the people from Ephraim. And then we're going to learn about three other Shaftim who ruled over in Klaiso. So let's jump in. Parak Yudbeis, Pasuk Aleph. Come to Yiftach after the war, and they say, Why, when you went out to battle, why didn't you call us to join you in the battle? We, we would have been happy, we would have been glad to join in the fight. And since you didn't call us, we're very upset at you, we're going to burn your house down. And Farshan point out that a similar story, we had a similar incident in Parachas over here when the Bnei Ephraim came to Gidon, and over there Gidon was able to calm them down successfully, he responded calmly. And he was able to calm them down. However, over here, unfortunately, Yiftach does not respond in the same fashion, and the situation escalates as we're going to see. Possibly, as Yom Yiftach, Aleim, Ish Riva Yisi, Aniva Ami Bnei Amin Ma'id, Ba'azak Aschem Wa'ishate, Oisimi Adam. So Yiftach responds that, Am I really such a man of battle? Did I really, do I want to fight with you? I did call you when I went out to fight, and you didn't come to me. And I realized you weren't coming to help me. But, and Yiftach responds, I did call you, didn't come. The Mepharshim discussed so exact, what exactly was the Friday's Taina, that maybe Yiftach should have went to them to call them for battle, not just send the messengers. But either way, says Yiftach, I did call you before we went out to battle, and you didn't come. So I relied on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the Bnei Amin over in my hands. And while you upset at me, I didn't do anything wrong. Pasuk Dalit. Responds and he fights back. He says, "You're coming to burn my house, and I'm going to fight against you." And they killed out. They destroyed all the pluti Ephraim, which in Farshim described over here was the people who were not necessarily the biggest tzaddikim, not the chassidim of Ephraim. They killed the people who deserved to be killed from Ephraim. So now uh, Gilad set up the by the passageways into the city. He set up guards, and they would ask the people who were coming through, "Are you from Ephraim?" And if they talk, "We're from Ephraim," would kill them. So they, whenever they would ask them, of course they would say, "We're not from Ephraim." By Yermel, they'd have a test. They had a way to check if the ta- person talk was not from Ephraim or he was lying. By so they would ask them, pronounce the word Shibailas, which the people from Ephraim were not able to pronounce the Shin, they would always say as a sin. And they would respond with a sit with a with saying Sibailas with a sin. So then they would realize he was from Ephraim and they would kill him. The Pasuk describes how forty two thousand people from Ephraim were nifter. Tragic story over here because Yiftach was not able to defuse the conflict over here. He wasn't able to calm them down. So therefore, 42,000 people in Klai Yisrael end up being killed because of this mistake. Yiftach ends up being the judge in Klai Yisrael for six years. Yiftach is buried in the cities of Gilad, which the Pashim Shad over here and the Pashim described that the Rabbah, the Rodak, explained that Yiftach wanted to be buried. He wanted his different environment to be buried in different cities because since he didn't leave over any children, he wanted people to remember him. So therefore, he asked that different parts of his body be buried in different places. Definitely an interesting discussion in the Paiskim is that something which the Allah is permissible or no person should be buried in the same place. However, up be the Medrash. The Medrash describes because of Yiftach Savera that he ended up bringing his daughter as a carbon or that his daughter had to go live like a hermit and not be able to get married because of that Avera. So as he was getting older, his Avarim, his limbs, fell off in different places, in different cities, and therefore he had limbs in different cities because they fell off and they buried them there, which is a discussion in the place game. Do you have to bury a limb? Or is that just a Midas Chasidas that you have to bury a limb, but technically only most of the body has to be buried? That's definitely also a discussion in the place game. 
after Yiftach comes the Shef and Yiftzan, and the Pasuk describes, he's very successful, he had 30 children, 30 daughters, who the daughters he sent out for marriage outside, the sons he brought in daughters to live with him, and he judged over Christ over seven years, and Yiftzan dies, and he's buried in Beis Lechem. The Daf Seif Mavir points out the reason why these Shaykhim over here didn't judge for such a long period of time is not because they did anything wrong, not because they didn't have errors. Rather, he wants to suggest that they all became Shaykhim in their later years. They were very old when they became Shaykhim, and that's why they were only Shaykhim for a few years. Another Shaykhim, he rules over class over 10 years. And he is buried in Ben Hilo. Then we have the Shefet Avdain, again, a successful Shefet. There seems to be peace and tranquility in Christ at the time. Many children, many horses. He judges Christ for eight years. He's buried in the portion of Ephraim on the mountain. Just a few quick insights on this park. Going back all the way to the beginning, so over here, like we pointed out, Unfortunately, the Bnei Ephraim come to Yiftach at the same time that they came to Gidon. Gidon is able to successfully defuse the situation. Yiftach does not respond in kind. Yiftach responds with an angry demeanor, angry tone over here. He tells them, what I do wrong? I called you, didn't come. And that's why the situation escalates. So it's a beautiful pshat over here. The, the Mishpatai Zav brings down a beautiful pshat discussing the Indian of a person who's running after Shalem, running after peace, and not chas Shalem, escalating, not being marv So it brings down the Pasuk by Parshas Kairach, the Pasuk regards to Machlekes, the Mishpatai Kairach describes, that Moshe calls out to Dasan Maviram. So the Rashim example of the Medish The Medish brings down that you, from here you see that a person should not be Machzik A person shouldn't encourage, shouldn't stand by Machlaikis because you see that Moshe called Dasan Avram. So the, the Mishpat Zav brings down from me that he heard. From wine travels, that's all that you see a beautiful concept in Divrei Chazal over here. You see that not being marbin machlekes, running after Shalom, doesn't just mean that if somebody's coming to fight against me, so when they come to me, I'll be nice, I'll try to calm them down, I'll say words of Nechama, I'll say words of Shalom. That's not what it means. Says wine travel, you see from the, you see from this medrash that to be machzik Shalom means that even if somebody has a tain against me and he's completely wrong, and it's really all his problem. I didn't do anything. I'm not really the one who wants to start up and make a fight. I'm doing everything. I'm relaxed. I'm calm, and I'm not fighting. But somebody else's times against me, and I know that somebody else is coming to get come against me, Muhammad, to fight against me, says the Medrash. That is what a person who's making sure not to maximize like it's he goes to them, he calls them to try to defuse the situation before it even happens. Again, you see the importance, the value of Shalom over here, the value of not being machzik like it's that a person shouldn't just wait to try to defuse situations when they come to him, he should be the first one, he should make the move, even though he's really in the right, he didn't do anything wrong. Like he definitely had the he was on the right side of the story over here in Afal Peking, he sent out messengers. He said that he wants to make Shalom before they even came. I once heard from one of our Abayim, it's very similar in regards to this Indian. We end off a few of the Gemaras by saying that So he said, Some people learn that it's a beautiful thing that Tamil Chacham comes to the world and he makes, he makes peace. And he says, No, the Gemara is telling you something very statistic. And that is that in order to 
to be considered Tamil Chacham, in order for somebody to fit into that criteria, you want to call somebody Tamil Chacham, he has to be the type of person who is Marbish Shalom who increases peace in the world. If you see somebody who is being Marbish Machlaikis, he can know a tremendous amount of terror, a very good Midas, but he's Marbish Machlaikis, he brings down more strife, more fights in this world. That is not somebody who's a Tamil Chacham. Maybe, he's a, maybe he knows a lot of terror, but that's not somebody who can call Tamil Chacham. Again, just the importance, the value of Shalom. Just moving on to the middle of the parak, the parak brought down. That there was a shayfik named Iftzayn, so the Gemara of Abbas and Avtzali Alphamanav tells us that Iftzayn was by a definitely interesting discussion over there in the Gemara, the Mepharshim, exactly different ideas about Bayez, but just wanted to speak out. There's one beautiful idea from the Akim Amlaiz over here. The Akim Amlaiz explains why was his name Bayaz. The Pasuk first time his name was Iftzayn, so why do we call him Bayaz? He explains Bayaz comes from a lashon of Oyez, a of strength. And Bayaz was somebody who had the Gvur, the strength to be Kavish as Yitzray, to be Kavish, to control his Taivas. And that's why we call him Bayaz, somebody who had the ability to use his eyes, to use his strength in the appropriate fashion, in the appropriate manner, to control himself, like we as Hashem will learn more about in Sefer Rus. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.